Testing, Judah. Testing. Very quiet. Can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Welcome. I'm just going to do this. <laughs> Can you hear me? Welcome. Um, welcome to the Poetry Project Wednesday night here at the Poetry Project. I'm Simone White. I'm the program director here at the Poetry Project. I'm here every Wednesday. Um, we're here for Sonia Sanchez tonight, which is wonderful. Um, I'll say more about that in a second. As usual, I'm going to tell you what's happening here at the project for the next uh, couple of weeks. We're coming to the end of our season here, our 50th season at the project. and um, But we still have many more events coming up. On Friday, uh, a collabora collaboration extravaganza featuring Autumn Knight, John Pluker, and Et Cetera Gallery will be here. Next Wednesday, we have a giant uh, writing workshop, like an on-the-spot writing workshop led by Anselm Berrigan, Eileen Miles, Tracy Morris, and Lou Warsh. So they will all lead writing exercises on the spot in the sanctuary. It should be great. Um, next Friday, Kathleen Miller and Elroy Red will be here. So that's just for the next week or so. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy and gratified to be introducing Sonia Sanchez tonight. Um, I'll just tell you, I'll read the introduction. <laughs> um, so maybe I won't even read it, I'll just tell you the story. There's, um, so I may have told Sonia this story before, but I'll tell it again to all of you so you can hear it. Um, I heard Sonia read for the first time in 1988 at the Joseph Coleman Northwest Regional Branch of the Philadelphia Public Library. <laughs> in Germantown, we've got Germantown people. Um, and an English teacher had told me that I had to go to a poetry reading. It was just a requirement of my English class, my AP English class at Central High School. So I went to this reading at the library because this was the place I went to do my homework. It was just like the place where I went to do research and go use the encyclopedias. So this was the only place that really that I kind of knew. It was like where I went to cut school. And when I went to cut school, I would just like read all day in the library. It's the truth. And, um, but so this reading was going to take place. So I said, okay, well, I'll go to this reading. And I went, you know, because this was like on my beaten path. It was like a place that I went anyway, like I come to the Poetry Project. Um, and I knew who Sonia was because she was, you know, she was a legendary presence in Philadelphia. Um, I don't think that I had been introduced to you through my parents at that point. Although I'm sure my father knew you, I didn't know you at that time, other than as Sonia Sanchez, a person who was important. And um, Sonia started to read, and I was sitting in this like dirty amphitheater, much like the stairs here at the, at the, at the church. And you know, but they had this like circular amphitheater where they would have talks and things in the library. You remember this? Yeah. And so I was sitting on these steps, and Sonia began to read, and. I started to cry, like really cry in a way that, you know, I was a 15-year-old, I hadn't, there's no really reason for me to be crying. So, but I, 
I couldn't stop crying through the reading. And I realized that the reason was that I didn't realize that there were people in the world like that. Like I didn't realize that there were poets like that. And I didn't realize that there were like black women like that anywhere in the world. And it was sort of the first time that I had ever had an experience where there was like a spiritual experience with literature or any, anything. And I think from that moment forward, it was clear to me that I was, I was, that's what I was supposed to do. It took me another 15 years to do that thing. But it was always, from, it really was from that moment, there was no question that that was the thing that I was here to do. Um, so her life and poetry is much more than her, you know, dozens of books could represent. Uh, and I just want to read this one line, which is in present. There is no place for a soft black woman. There is no smile green enough or summertime words warm enough to allow my growth. And that's what her work does in an in a formally innovative way that, you know, people who are much better at this than I do, Evie Shockley's beautiful treatment of her work in her book of a couple of years ago is a good example of how to talk about her importance as an innovative writer. Um, but, you know, her work, which comes out of love and a place of peace, is, um, is everything to us. And we love her not only because of her work, but because of her love for us. So. Sonia Sanchez is a poet, playwright, mother, professor, and activist. She's the author of 12 books of poetry, including, this is 12 books, I don't believe that that's true, including Morning Haiku, Shake Loose My Skin, New and Selected Poems, Does Your House Have Lions, which was nominated for both the NAACP Image and National Book Critics Circle Award, Homegirls and Hand Grenades, which won an American Book Award from the Before Columbus Foundation, I've Been a Woman, New and Selected Poems from Third World Press, publishing on Third World Press, a blues book for blue, black, magical women, Broadside Press, love poems, another third, see these, these presses, We Are Bad People and Homecoming. Among the many honors she's received are the Robert Kriegley Award, the Frost Medal, the Community Service Award from the National Black Caucus of State Legislators, the Lucretia Mott Award, the Outstanding Arts Award from the Pennsylvania Coalition of 100 Black Women, the Peace and Freedom Award from Women International League for Peace and Freedom, the Pennsylvania Governor's Award for Excellence in the Humanities, a National Endowment for the Arts Award, and a Pew Fellowship in the Arts. She was the first presidential fellow at Temple University where she began teaching in 1977 and held the Laura Carnell Chair in English there until her retirement in 1999. She lives in Philadelphia. Please welcome her back to the Poetry Project tonight. Hello, how are you? It is good that you're out on a Wednesday night. I think it's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Um, always to listen to poetry. I'd like to begin because this is the place that many of us read before you were born, most of you. Think about that, okay? Uh, and so people like um, Paul Blackburn, 
uh, who's the, you should read Paul Blackburn. He's a great poet, by the way, and also translator. Um, um, and a very dear friend uh, that during the last year of his life, I would call up and, and sing, you know, good morning to you. And how do you do? The trees, they are blowing. We know that it's you. And he would laugh. And I would laugh. But we also, a uh, man by the name of Baraka, who read here also, too. Um, and, you know, we were all here um, at this place. So it's an anniversary. It's always interesting coming back here and sitting there with my eyes closed, listening to some of the ghosts and some of the poems that we heard for the first time and some of the outrage that happened when we read some of the poems also too, which is a whole nother different thing. So I'd like to begin with an introduction that I did when I introduced Amiti Barak in Philadelphia when he received um, an award uh, in Philadelphia from Art Sanctuary that uh, the city didn't particularly like, which was really funny, you know? What an honor and a privilege to give honor and praise and thanks to Brother Amidi Baraka, our recipient of this award tonight. Amidi Baraka, author of more than 40 books, from preface to a 20-volume suicide note, The Debt Lecturer, to Translucency, The Selected Poems, Amidi Baraka, Black Magic, Hard Facts, Funk Lore, and Wise, 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 and Tales of the Out and Gone. A man who wrote in How You Sound, my poetry is whatever I think I am. I can be anything I can. I make a poetry with what I feel is useful and can be saved out of all the garbage of our lives. Ellipsis, amen, amen, amen. A woman, a woman, a woman. He continued, art must reflect and change the world. The function of art is to be intimately connected with the real world. I see art as a weapon and a weapon of revolution. It's just now that I define revolution in Marxist terms. We see him and us still grappling with the notion of culture, which is a powerful ex experience of life, a critical part of us as dispersed Africans. At the core of Baraka, at the depth of Baraka, is the blues, jazz, the beat, the between the spaces Baraka, what's unsaid resonating in our heads. At the center of him is Sun Ra, Coltrane, Roach, Miles, Monk, Abby, Sarah, Billy, Parker, sounds that take us out of the universe to another sound to sustain us, to make us imagine we can be free. At the core of Baraka is rhythm, sounds of a slave ship decked out with pain and dislocation, and we enter his freedom suite of blues and jazz and African sounds. We enter a mitten place, shaded notes giving us music that allowed us to escape between the notes and extract the energy of Africa, Harlem, Newark, Cuba, Brazil, China, New Orleans, New York, PR, Philadelphia. At the core of this genius man, is an ongoing engagement to articulate the contents of our consciousness, grappling, struggling with the difficult idea of who we are, what we are, how we must finally see ourselves on the world stage at the core of this Newark man, Afri African revolutionary Marxist man, is the consistent, constant voice challenging accepted norms that diminish our humanity, challenging a country trying to shut down our souls. So they call you avant-garde. Is that what you is, man? 
I thought it was more than that. I thought it was deeper and sweeter and hipper than the night covering you. That is Everett Leroy Jones, avant-garde, oh my God, one of them for real words like, on God, mon frère, mon ami, against yourself, man. On God without a God is a dangerous garden to be in. But you know, finally, what it do mean to travel a genius road. Everywhere you wander, you see yourself, your teeth, smiling, it's resistance, resistance. I know your real name is resistance, like Delaney's Blake, or Du Bois Black Reconstruction, or Robeson, Here I Stand, or Baldwin Sapphire Next Time, or Walker's The Color Purple, or C.L.R. James Black Jacobins, or Morrison's Beloved, or Googie's Petals of Blood. And you whisper it to us every time you pick up a pen, pencil, touch a computer. You tell us, resist, yeah, 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 yeah. Resist, yeah, 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 Resist, yeah, 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 And we do too, brother, comrade, friend, brother, man, Leroy, man, blues, man, Barack, 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 man. We resist, resist, resist. Ooh, we do, 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 Resist. That's an uh, introduction I did for Baraka. <laughs> and at his funeral, the birth of your death, the essentiality of your death, the elasticity of your death, the complicity of your death, the past splendor of your death, the death swellings of your death, the apartments of your death, the fears of your death, the bouquet of your death, the chemical black of your death, the frenetic faith of your death, the privileged eyes of your death, the cathedrals of your death, the middle passage of your death, the thumbprints of your death, the latitude longitude of your death, the handshake of your death, the pelvic sound of your death, the collarbone laughter of your death, the membrane of your death, the golden nipples of your death, the mock prints of your death, the lotus moon of your death, the squats of your death, the guaranteed wages of your death, the comic color of your death, the charity flow of your death, the monologues of your death, the feet of your death, the arms of your death, the eyes of your death, do that, do do that, do 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 the the teeth, the the teeth of your death. Do 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 the early morning avenues of your death, the convulsions of your death, the bone marrow of your death, the cobblestone feet of your death, the sacred mantra of your death, the epileptic throat of your death, the relentless flesh of your death, the sleaze of your death, the morning stars of your death, the carousel music of your death, the white fingernails of your death. I by down, 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 down,
I bow down as you strip search our eyes this last time for new memory. I call out to you, I call out to you, I call out to you, 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 holy, holy the day. I say, holy the day because you stood up. I say, holy the sky, holy the sound, holy the air, holy the sound of your voice, holy your skin as you move with the wind, holy your eyes as you remembered your ancestors. Holy the pavon you wrote across the sky. Holy your words bringing the earth to its knees. Holy the day standing still with longing for you. Holy the morning star of your death. Holy the morning star of your death. Holy the morning star of your death. Well, it is good being here, and it's good in the midst of this place becomes so important, does it not, in the midst of what's going on in the world today um, with something called elections. Um, uh, something called simply politics, something called trumpery. You should look up trumpery in the dictionary. You know, you look it up. I, I don't go online, you know, I don't uh, hate the computer. Uh, I think the boys is right, you know, it distracts us from really having conversations and touching each other. But in the dictionary, trumpery says showy but worthless finery. Nonsense, rubbish, deception, trickery, fraud, from old French tromperie, which means to cheat. <laughs> um, you should you know, always when people present new names, you should look it up, see what, what it be saying, right? Oh, trumpery da, trumpery day. My oh my, what a showy, showy day. Plenty of make America great again coming our way. Trumpery doodah, trumpery day. Mr. Trump and company on our shoulders. It's a fact, alternative fact. There's no truth telling in his Trump Towers. Trumpery doodah, trumpery day. Plenty of hustling and KK members coming our way. And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What will you do about it? Will you just say, hey, that's politics? But politics is merely one thing, and that is the distribution of resources. <laughs> Nothing else. Cut out all that other crap there. That's all it is, people. And that's why people fight, fight to get those jobs, because it is about the distribution of resources. Never, never, never forget that, you know, when people tell you to get involved with all that other stuff, you know you know what they're doing. But Bertolt Brecht asked the poems. He was adjudicating. He asked the question as he read each one, what use is it? Are you there to persuade, seduce, sedate, instruct with brutality or tenderness? Do they make us think, help us to arm against fascism? You know, and that's what that poetry should be all about. 
to arm us against this thing called fascism, which has been coming our way for a very long time. You know, people think it's just all of a sudden here with this buffon that we have, but that 1% wants a buffon, if you understand that, you know? Uh, and we have to deal with that finally. So I'm gonna do a, a quick retrospective of some of my poetry from the 60s and, and go on up to now and counting 20 books so far and trying to finish up, if I could ever finish up that memoir. Um, yeah, we're hoping. Homecoming, one of my first published poems. I have been away so long once after college, I returned tourist style to watch all the niggers killing themselves with three for oneers with needles that could not support their stutters. Now, woman, I have returned, leaving behind me all those hide and seek faces peeling with fortin dreams. This is for real, black niggers, my beauty, baby. I have learned it ain't like they say in the newspapers. Poem at thirty. It is midnight. No magical bewitching hour for me. I know only that I am here waiting, remembering that once as a child I walked two miles in my sleep. Did I know then where I was going traveling? I am always traveling. I want to tell you about me, about nights on a brown couch when I wrap my bones in lint and refuse to move. No one touches me anymore. Father, do not send me out among strangers. You, you, Black man stretching, scraping the mold from your body. Here is my hand. I am not afraid of the night. <clears throat> Malcolm, do not speak to me of martyrdom, of men who died to be remembered on some parish day. I don't believe in dying, though I too shall die, and violets like castanets will echo me. Yet this man, this Dream a thick lip with words will never speak again. And in each winter, when the cold air cracks with frost, I'll breathe his breath and mourn my gun-filled nights. He was the sun that tagged the western sky and melted tiger scholars while they searched for stripes. He said, forget you, white man. We have been curled too long. Nothing is sacred now, not your white face, nor any land that separates until some voices squat with spasms. Do not speak to me of living. Life is obscene with crowds of white on black. Death is my pulse, 